Good afternoon, you are listening to my Stopgate here on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is me, Simon Tishko. And as ever, cultural details around the very interesting times we live in today. And a little bit of news around iStopka and the iStopka team. We've been involved with the beginning of a year of many events in London, um, which mark the 100th anniversary of the Soviet Revolution, the Russian Revolution. Um, one of the series has been hosted by Kino Classica, um, which is an interesting program coming up over the next few months. And we started off on Friday at the Regent Street Cinema um, with the iconic Russian Revolution-inspired Eisenstein's Battleship Potemkin. Um, that was accompanied by uh, Max Reinhardt from BBC Radio 3 Late Junctions Instant Orchestra with longtime Iceland Topica friend and collaborator Ellen Massing playing along. It was quite um, an interesting evening, a beautiful performance of which I shall have a recording in the next week or two. Um, Kino Classica is really well worth looking into. There's a series of revolutionary-inspired films, and I think the idea is not so much to celebrate the Russian Revolution as to consider what revolutionary change means, perhaps, especially in, as said earlier, the very interesting times we live in. Um, details of that, of course, as ever, can be found on my website, being www.theculture.net and um, kinoclassicafoundation.org Google away and you'll find it there's um, main one in the programme is the classic October 10 Days That Shook the World which is going to be scored with the London Symphony Orchestra and that's at the Barbican on October 26 I'll probably talk about that a little bit more sometime this year. In the meantime, go across to the Kino Classica website, being Kino, all spelled with a K, classicafoundation.org. Very interesting program, check it out. Also this year, I'm going to be involved with Calvert 22, a Russian um, organization, foundation, I think the words I'm looking for based in the East End and they've got a programme which is co-sponsored by the Hermitage in St. Petersburg and it's a very academic season of events once again to mark the centenary of the Russian Revolution. That's all coming up but what we've got today on Isotopica I'm going to have a really rather interesting and gentle and unexpected conversation with um, a gentleman called Frank Mullet that I just bumped into in the street with an old friend and he happened to have a lion man in his pocket which will be explained in our conversation but basically is the very first figurative or basically the first artwork ever found the first dialectic as Frank points out where a lion and a man have been combined to create 
something greater than no one obviously knows exactly what this is is this artwork was actually made over 40,000 years ago which is kind of mind twisting in most historical senses Frank and I will discuss this and Frank is from the Lion Man Foundation anyway that's coming up and then a few noises and sounds and things like that that we do so well here on Ice Topica to distract, deter and allow space to consider grandiose or what nice anyway, hope you enjoy today's edition, why don't you pin back your ears and see what's coming Hello Frank. Hi there Simon. So we bumped into each other last week in Fulham Broadway of all places and one of those, I don't believe in coincidence and I don't believe in anything spooky either, yet I just watched a documentary um, by Werner Herzog on The Cave of Forgotten Dreams Yeah. and there you were chatting to another old friend of mine Sure. and in your bag you had a really extraordinary object which tied in directly with the documentary I'd watched the night before. Sure. Tell us about that. What is it? What, what, what was happening? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm the chairman of the Lion Man Foundation. We're a community interest company that was uh, formed um, through um, an interest that I and others have cultivated over this um, iconic um, figurine. Um, that was carved from a mammoth tusk, the right tusk of a mammoth, um, depicting a leonine head uh, with a human mouth atop a leonine body with human arms standing erect on human legs. Uh, it's an extraordinary um, artefact and um, even more so when you, uh, when you understand how old it is. It's been reliably dated to over 40,000 years ago. Uh, which is astonishing um, when you consider the level of artistry that was involved in its uh, in its crafting, and not only that, but also um, you know that it is a fusion of leonine and um, human characteristics. Really makes it stand out as um, the first object, real object of art. Yeah. You know, not just descriptive art, which cave paintings are, which, you know, Werner Wurzhug's um, uh, film is all about the cave at Chavot. Mm -hmm. um, this is um, a product of the human imagination, because such a creature never actually physically existed. Um, rather, it is, um, I believe, that it, what it represents is a totem of an ancient egregore. Egregore? Yeah, if you're unfamiliar with the term, it really means the spirit that is uh, invoked or produced by um, a certain culture at a specific time and location. Um, so, for example, you know, a football club would have its own egregore. You know, the Blues, Chelsea, the United States has got an egregore, freedom, and all those type of um, words that, that one applies to uh, liberal democracies. Uh, not necessarily so much now, but uh, that's another issue. So an egregore is a spirit that is conjured by a culture and a group of people. Um, my belief is that perhaps the figurine itself, i.e. the totem, the physical manifestation of the egregore, as it was held in people's minds and, and made manifest by the actual totem, the egregore could be far more ancient than the actual totem itself. 
The reason that I maintain that stance is because mankind's diaspora out of Africa, for the one of argument, there are uh, discussions about when that occurred, and um, but but we'll we'll say generally accepted about seventy years, uh, seventy thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. At every turn, wherever we went in the globe, subsequent to that, there happened to be a pride of lions. That included, um, in Europe, you had the European cave lion, which the lion man is, has been identified with. In the Americas, you had Leo Atrox, which was the largest um, uh, uh, carnivore, leonine carnivore that's ever existed, up to 30% larger than um, uh, lions that are alive today. And indeed, the European cave lion was 25% larger than, um, than lions um, um, in, in Africa and, and um, the, the little pocket in India. Mm-hmm. So these were a formidable, a formidable predator and a close, uh, you know, a close uh, competitor for scarce protein um, and have obviously would have, um, you know, posed a threat to, um, to uh, tribes especially at night time. Mm. Um, you know, during the day, not so much because, you know, an average tribe is reckoned to be, um, according to Dunbar, which is a classical um, <clears throat> number of around about 150 people. Um, some maintain that it's 250 latest research shows that perhaps it's 250 people. But so, this is the... So there's this, this, this kind of research on 40,000-year-old tribes? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. The, the culture, um, and they're defined by their technologies, called the Orignation. Um, these were the first people to produce tools to refine other tools. Mm-hmm. So that you had the... Uh, one, it, it meant that flint, which was obviously the... Um, well, not obviously, but was the, the material that was most widely used, it being very sharp, and you can, um, it's malleable insofar as you can, you can shape it to various uses. Um, if you've got tools that can refine that, then you can get more out of a lump of flint. Tools to make tools, yeah, it's yeah, real exactly. in- industry, isn't it? That's it's, right, it yeah. is, and it's just part of a process. Um, and, you know, these people, this culture called the Orignations was extant for, you know, up to 20, uh, 20 25,000 years. And what was the makeup of, of that in terms of, I mean, Homo sapiens was much later, wasn't it? No, no, these are Homo sapiens sapiens. These are Homo sapiens. These are, okay. these are I'm modern. not very clear on the dates in these things. That's sure. It becomes quite interesting that you've got this art object sure. from 40,000 years ago. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you know, for, for some people, um, you know, particularly Jill Cook at the British Museum, this is proof positive of the arrival of the modern human mind. Let's not make any mistake, the people that carved this had the same mental capacity, felt the same emotions as you and I, and knew a certain mortality as well. Um, you know, by dint of the fact that they created the Lion Man, they showed that, um, you know, they had a f- facility to be able to use the imagination, mm, mm. Um, which is, um, I would say, a primary um, human instinct, sure. you know, modern human instinct. And, and some people could quite rightly argue that, you know, the imagination is, um, is one of the most powerful forces that the universe has created. Mm-hmm. If you just think about all the atoms that Sure, no, that, absolutely. That, that, that it's, it's considered the human brain is the yes. most complex sure. thing in the whole universe. Sure, sure. You know, and, I, and you know, the evidence... Um, uh, suggests that that's the case, and you know, unless something new arrives. Um, 
so what we're talking about really is the arrival of the modern mind, the birth of, 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 of modern human beings, you and I, mm -hmm. um, which obviously uh, is significant um, in, in terms of referencing where we come from, what it means to be a human being. Mm. And this is particularly why it's of fascination to me, because I think that there's many lessons that can be learnt if we were to start discussing what it meant to them. Um, you know, as to, which can only be speculation, obviously, but in some regards it's more potent to, to think, well, what could it possibly mean to us now? Mm. You know, there, there are guesstimates, for example, that, um, you know, up to 80% of people alive now have, have a direct ancestral link to these people. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's almost a universal ancestor that we're talking about, you know, one that, um, you know, native South Americans mm. um, are related to, obviously, all Europeans. We have, I think, uh, out of, out of all mammals, we have one of the most limited um, genobases yes. in that we've got common ancestry. Yes. Is yes. I mean, you know, it's true, I mean, you know, the, the estimates at that time were that globally, 40,000 years ago, there were only 30,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when when so we're talking about a vast, you know, a vast area sparsely populated by human beings. So this really was, in a sense, the Garden of Eden. And yet, finding really, I'd say, advanced figurative and imaginative art at that point. Yes, incredible. Oh, absolutely incredible. You know, especially when you consider, you know, perhaps when we were being educated, the idea of the caveman as ugh. Yeah, you know, a primitive, you know, primitive, you know, primitive life. Perhaps these people had a very sophisticated society, um, and uh, you know, perhaps that's evidenced by the fact that they had the facility to be able to create the lion man. Uh, we know how long it took them to um, to carve because an experiment was done um, over in Orm. Um, I should say where it was discovered, actually. It was discovered in the cave in Swabian Alb in um, southern Germany. Mm -hmm. um, it, the cave is called the Holstein uh, Stadel, which translates into English as the Hollowstone Cave. Um, it's on a bend um, of a tributary of the Danube. Um, okay. It's called the Lone River. Mm -hmm. um, and is about uh, 10, 12 miles downstream from Ulm, which is the first city on the Danube, which is about 80 kilometers from, um, uh, from the Alps, European Alps, where the, where, where, uh, the Danube uh, rises. Um, so we, I mean, this is perfect insofar as, um, you know, it, it's proof positive that most of human migration was riparian or coastal, i.e. followed water courses. Mm -hmm. uh, especially freshwater, obviously, is, is necessary for mm. human survival, um, mm -hmm. you know, or for any, any animal survival. So our diaspora out of Africa would have been largely determined by following rivers. And mm. this, and this and shows of course, you had a very different con um, continental makeup at that point. Would it have been? No, it wouldn't have been. No, it <clears throat> would have been the same. Actually. Well, no. In, at the time, Britain was still joined. Exactly. To, to, that's, was that's still was joined thinking, yeah. to um, to the that, continent. When did the, that drop? When did the sea levels change that we lost that connection with Europe? Any idea? Yeah, sure. Things? I mean, you know, it's, it's relatively recently, in yeah. actual fact. Um, uh, you know, the connection between Britain and, let's talk about all, and, and the cave itself. Mm -hmm. The Danube, 
rises in the Alps. So does the Rhine, mm -hmm. which flows down into the North Sea, mm -hmm. uh, what is now the Dogger Bank, mm -hmm. but would have at the time been known what's known as the Diamond Lake. It would have been a big freshwater lake, which the Thames would have emptied into mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So you've got this possibility of um, tribes and bands, small bands. We know, we know for example, um, recent research has, has discovered that um, uh, bands of people um, would travel as much as 400 miles during the year following oh. herds, uh -huh. um, meeting other tribes, you know, um, sharing genes, trading, sharing technologies. So, um, you know, it wouldn't have been impossible for example, I believe that they had coracles, these people had coracles, um, so they would have had boats, they could have travelled quite readily from all, all the way to uh, Torquay. Now, I mentioned Torquay <laughs> because the oldest bones, um, Homo sapiens sapien bones that have ever been discovered in Northwest Europe happened to be found there and aged about the same as the lion man about 40,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. They've got um, a small fragment of a mandible, which is undoubtedly Homo sapiens sapien, and it was discovered in Kent's cavern in Torquay. Right. So it's not impossible that this, this person who um, we, 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 we've identified, I think it's called K4, by his bones, that he may have known of the lion man as well. Mm -hmm. It's not impossible. Um, and certainly um, the tribe that actually um, created the lion man, um, we'll, call them, we'll call them the Lone Talai, for the want of a better phrase, the specific group of people. The, would, but I don't understand that. that. Isn't that just supposition or what, what leads you to suggest there was such a group? Well, because I'm just about to explain, oh, okay. because yeah. um, uh, only 20 miles upstream, yeah. away from the cave, mm -hmm. there were, there is another um, archaeological site called uh, um, Holzfels, okay. where they found many um, artifacts dated to the same um, time as the Lion Man. In actual fact, they found a little Lion Man figurine that perhaps was worn as a talisman. Mm -hmm. Um, and um, it is thought that this, the same tribe that, that produced a lion man also produced not only this little small lion man but also also the oldest known um, female fertility figurine, a Venus figurine. They're the, they're, they're the, I know those figures, they're the rounded much more fertility figures. Yes, yes, they're voluptuous women, large yeah, breasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah big hips, mm -hmm. you know, very, uh, very pronounced These vaginas. European in origin? No, they're global in actual fact, but the mm -hmm. earliest one, the earliest one happens to be found in this cave, the, the Holzfels cave, yeah. um, and it's dated, as I say, to about 40,000 years ago. Uh -huh. um, but not only that, they've also found quite, very interestingly, they've also found the earliest known musical instruments as well there. So they've found flutes, um, um, fashioned from vulture bones and That's from right. swan bones. And, and I noticed in the documentary, the, one of the archaeologists that was showing that showed that the instruments from 40,000 years ago were on the pentatonic scale. Yes. So you could actually use those instruments to produce modern music. Yes. It's, it's mind... I don't want to say mind-boggling because it's too silly, but I don't know what else to suggest. It stretches reason over such a time scale that was, we, we, I don't think we've ever imagined. 
No, no, I agree with you. Mm. You know, um, it's it, all of this information's only very recently come to light, and it's being augmented um, by research, um, extensive research that's occurring in Siberia with global warming. Mm -hmm. The permafrost in Siberia are um, free, uh, are thawing and uh, revealing lots of very interesting stuff. Um, from the Sima culture, slightly later um, than 40,000 years ago, but still nonetheless <laughs> yeah, <laughs> antique by any stretch I mean, of imagination. When, when you think that, that most of what you and I would have been brought up with in school, the notion of the 2,000 years, um, back to the period of the so-called Christ figure, mm. that, that we, that, and people in America that are now in government mm. and supporting the science do believe that the world is only 2,000 years old or whatever. Well, I mean, you know, if, if, if you go back to people. creationists, I think the classical yeah. creationist notion is that if you look at the Bible, they reckon it's 5,000 years. Is it 5,000? Yeah, yeah okay. you know, if, if, if you take... Certainly the Jewish calendar is around about 5,300 now, uh, something like that. But, you know, we're talking 40,000 years ago. Yeah, so, yeah. It, uh, you know, and this is really is the birth of the modern human mind, as I said. Um, you know, not only did they have the facility to be able to uh, fashion such a beautiful artifact. I mean, after all, it is, uh, you know, it's a foot tall. Yeah. Um, and as I was going to mention, how long it took them to fashion. Oh, yeah, um, sorry. We, that's we all right. Lost there, as we do on Ice Yeah, I'm sure I can understand that. Yeah. Um, it took um, 380 hours to carve um, using the technology that they had available at the time. So, you know, that was a large investment um, and would have meant that, um, you know, the artist, whether it be male or female, mm -hmm. would have been, um, wouldn't have had to uh, do other duties. Perhaps they were dedicated to do that. And or they were specialised. It could have been a team, who knows? Doubtful, I would have thought. Um, mm. But, you know, obviously, can't say for certain, we don't no. know the truth. I mean, if there's a that degree of sort of collaboration where you've got the Venus figures that have, um, you know, such a similarity, mm -hmm. and the lion figure that you found, then the idea of a team isn't so far out because there seems to be such a great deal of communality and ideas and notions sure, in sure. these tribes. Just, a, just as a thought. Sure, sure, no. I mean, you, you, you know, with I, I think that the notion of the lion man, i.e. I, I, the, the egregore, where it comes from, mm -hmm. the imagination, mm -hmm. that's definitely a collaborative effort. I yeah. think that it was definitely, you know, it was a tribe making a statement, we are the lion man tribe. Yeah, it's, like, um, it's a zeitgeist thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we know the reason why is because, you know, lions were, uh, uh, you know, figured, obviously figured very deeply in our psyche. Um, because they were the prime predator, they were our main competitor. Yeah. Um, the thing about the lion man, which which I find extremely heartening, is the fact that um, if you look at him, um, I've got him here actually. Mm, I, yeah. You let's, know, get, let's get the the boy the out. out. Yeah. Um, he, um, you know, if you look at him, he's he, he's around about a foot tall, thirty thirty one point five centimeters in height, which is extraordinarily large. Um, for a figurine of that age, um, you know, it's by far larger than any other. Do you want to describe uh, it? Because we're, yeah, we're sure. talking about radio. So, in, on, on the table in front of us here, we've got this extraordinary figure. It actually looks like a piece of tree bark in many respects. And this has been remade by a contemporary artist from. No, by, remade by me, by the Lion Man Foundation. Okay, by. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's an artist interpretation. I, I furnished. Um, 
uh, Amelia Rowley Croth, um, Croth Rowley, sorry, um, to uh, carve it out of um, uh, plasticine clay initially, and mm-hmm. then then she then she produced um, uh, a silicon mould, and from that I I make the models and I hand paint them right. so they're all hand finished mm-hmm. but what we have in front of us I mean I did give a brief de- uh, brief description of it when yeah. I first started but to, in reiteration it's a it's a leonine head unmistakably with a human mouth it's got a human mouth because there's no split in the top lip yeah um, standing erect on a leonine body so i.e. it's a long body mm-hmm. standing erect on human legs with human arms yeah um, the mouth is carved in such a way that one of the lips, the bottom lips, is down, and it suggests that in actual fact he is talking. If you can see from that angle, his mouth is slightly parted, and it reminds me very much of you know a cartoon figure gonna, say, with a bubble yeah. coming out of it, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. You know, and what's drawn you to? What's drawn you to this this point of um, actually getting them made and starting a foundation and being so drawn in? Tell me about your fascination with it. Well, I, and perhaps where it's going. Sure. I mean, I I first became privy to the lion man. I went to a nice age art exhibition that was held at the British Museum in two thousand and thirteen. You know, I've um, always had an interest in, um, in in such things, anthropology, uh, for example. And I went along, and there he was in his glass case. He um, was one of the first exhibits on show. Obviously, I was aware of um, the Venus female fertility figurines. Yeah, they're much, it, more, it, much more familiar. Aren't uh, they? they are. Most people know about them. It's erroneously called a Venus figurine. Yes. Um, I can explain that um, later, perhaps. But mm-hmm. I'll stick with the Lion Man for the time being. Um, so. I looked at him, I had never heard of him before, mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of his presence, I became, transfixed is a bit strong, but I became fascinated by him, nice, yeah. and um, I, you know, I, my partner at the time, she, uh, it was my coming up to my birthday and she very generously brought me um, uh, what was being sold there as a copy of it, and it was... It was very expensive and not very good, if mm-hmm. I could be honest with you. Yes. Um, and um, anyway, when I got back, I, you know, I had this, and I started talking to some friends of mine. You know, people that are, um, you know, I, yeah, considered intellectuals. I mean, you know, it, it, I know it's a word that can be bandied around, but certainly a couple of them, uh, by anyone's standards, would be called intellectuals and well educated. And I said to them, I said, you know. What do you make of this lion man? You know this lion man um, figurine. They said what? I said this lion man figurine. You never heard of it. I spoke to another friend of mine who's got a, a you know got a, a degree in the history of art. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, you know, this is ridiculous. It's the oldest known work of figurative art. It, in a sense, defines the beginning of humanity. Um, you know, Homo sapiens sapiens, you mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. and no one knows about it. So I felt that there was obviously a need um, for for that gap in uh, people's knowledge to be filled. So I uh, I determined with my fellow trustees, uh, Guy Ogilvie, who's an author, um, and Magnus Dennis, who's a filmmaker, 
um, we sat down and we set up, you know, the, the, the Lyman Foundation is uh, the dream child of the three of us mm -hmm. and it's a collective effort. Um, we all bring in different skills and mindsets to, um, to it and, you know, our aim really is to spread as far and wide as possible knowledge and information about the Lyman provide a forum um, where all aspects and nuances of the lion man can be discussed mm -hmm. um, so stuff that scientists can't just by dint of their discipline they can't broach stuff like uh, you know there's some groups of people who think that we're that we're descended from lion men creatures that come from uh, constellation Sagittarius for so example when you say that science can't broach what does that because it's speculation yeah it's speculation rather than you know being predicated on facts so yeah, okay. you know we're allowed to explore it because we're not scientists so yeah. all the nuances of, of the lion man including yeah. the, you know this possible extraterrestrial connection which mm -hmm, would be total mm -hmm. taboo obviously to any any scientist to, to touch but because we are who we are, then, you know, we, we, we've got a broad, um, a broad church, as it were, for the want of a better phrase. And, uh, you know, we welcome speculation on any aspect of the Lion Man. Um, and we feel that it's, um, that it ought to be more known, you know, mm -hmm. better known than it is. And to, um, you know, we've got a facility I can offer for Sal, which I am, I can offer for Sal figurines. Um, they're fabulous. He looks great on a, on a, just a plain marble base, um, standing erect. He looks, uh, you know, in any context. It's an extraordinary object. Yeah, you know, he, 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 he certainly is a focal point and a discussion point. And, mm -hmm. you know, a great thing. I mean, for example, I've, you know, I've brought it to dinner parties and, uh, you know, people have ended up chatting about it for, it's taken over the dinner party, mm -hmm. you know, with people's um, interest and consideration about it. And, uh, you know, I'm much heartened by the reception I get whenever I introduce the notion of the Lion Man to people. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's invigorating mm -hmm. for, the, for the Lion Man Foundation in that sense, for it to generate such interest. And, nice. you know, it, it keeps the impetus going. So, uh -huh. um, you know, so we... We're looking at the moment, for example, to produce a documentary on the Lion Man. Um, Werner Herzog wouldn't be a bad man to approach. If you're listening, <laughs> Werner, 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 Werner the call is going out. Mm -hmm. um, or someone like Vim Vinders, perhaps. Mm -hmm. You know, a documentary uh, maker of, of, of that calibre would be, I believe, ideal for this because it is such an extraordinarily rich. Um, There's so many possibilities in there. Uh, yes. Tell us about the because we're we're coming close to our time now. So tell sure. us about um, the website and uh, the, where we can find details of the foundation. Sure. Um, it, just very plainly, um, the lionmanfoundation.org. Okay. Um, and it's all there. Um, you know, any any all nuances, all aspects of the lion man can be um, can be researched there, touched upon, and um, you know we can provide a forum for. Uh, we, we can provide a forum for further discussion about it. Um, you know, from a philosophical point of view, for example, you know, it's the first proof positive of a dialectic, for example, mm -hmm. the merger of two separate ideas to create a third idea. Exactly. So it goes to the core. In my opinion, it goes to the core of what it means to be a human being exactly, today. Exactly, which is more than ever, I think, we need to be asking those questions. Thank you. We? I absolutely agree. What yeah. does it mean to be alive yeah. now? Yeah, yeah. 
Frank, so we've got a little less time, or no more time left, but that's really rich and fascinating, and I cannot stress enough what a beautiful and mysterious object this is. And checking out the Herzog uh, Cave of Forgotten Dreams as a kind of a company to this, I'll put links to that when we post this online. And, um, and obviously you've got a website, please. Sir. And your website too, of course, yeah, absolutely, no doubt about that. Fabulous. Lineman. Thank you, Simon. <laughs> pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Cheers. Quick. Mais c'est quoi? Ah, 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 ah
Monsieur Docteur Falbla, président du Wach, Z Trazabien, Sat Malmouton. Monsieur Quick, Monsieur Compère, Cochantier, Koy Matikou. Monsieur, maintenez trois jours. Nous pas pas bête privé. Monsieur Quick, Monsieur Debbie, par votre distance, vous êtes capable de faire une Maman, on claque et puis on calque. D'argent à pleurer, j'ai distance. Là, regardez, il va bagarrer la rafide là. Monsieur Quick, Monsieur Sagitin, Monsieur Debbie, maman, on voit ça. Tête de mini, on a la femme en vierge, tête de mini, boisson, à l'école là. Madame, là, comment c'est Et vous, ça, il est bon. Monsieur Quick, quoi Mamzelle dit moi, Monsieur, 
Dans le haut bas, dans le haut bas, 
quick. I feel rather close to this tune because I was right there when he composed it in Texas on the bottom of a garbage can. Seriously. So, night in Tunisia, ladies and gentlemen.
You have been listening to Ice Topka here on Resonance 104.4 FM. I have been Simon Tishko, and my studio guest today was Frank Mollett, the trustee of the Lion Man Foundation. Um, that website that Frank mentions may not be online yet, but will be probably by the time you find this online. Um, things cross in the night you can find details of today's episode future episodes past episodes and all things the culture me simon tishko on my website being www.theculture.net follow the links to the things you want and that's what you will find in the meantime isotopica repeats at various times during the week and will be online in the resonance fm archives and on my website which i just mentioned theculture.net they go can catch us up on twitter hashtag isotopica any comments greatly received or anything you want to say really it's nice to have feedback this is me simon tishko signing off for another seven days if you're listening live on tuesday afternoon carol finer with sound out coming up next on resonance 104.4 fm bye for now